Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth. A team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are here with Anitra, and she has beautiful angel stories that she is sharing with us today. Anitra, welcome to the show. Thanks, Julie. I've been listening to your podcast for several months, and I love it. And every time I listen, I think, I have so much to share. I have so much to share. But I get so excited about listening to other people. I just kind of put mine on hold. So today's the day. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. And for any of you who are listening, the angels just whispered in my ear, don't be shy. Share your stories. We are always looking for angel stories. Please write in and let us know. We'd love to have you on the show. So Anitra, why don't you take it away and share your first angel story with us? Okay. So this one has to do with my little boy. So I've written a few things down because I just don't want to forget the details. So I'll be referring to those notes a little bit. But when I was, I have, I'm a mother of four boys. They've all flown the nest. I, the last one I have left is my baby. He's about to graduate high school, but I wanted to have all my children before I was 30 years old. So I could be a young grandma and just enjoy them with the energy that I had left. So when I was 29, I had had three boys. The youngest was five And I thought, you know what, we had decided that because I had some health issues and after my third child, I was diagnosed with a um, pretty severe autoimmune disease that was really tricky for me that we needed to just focus on my health and raising the boys that we did have. And so we were done five years and our, our kids were growing up and we had given away all of our baby clothes and strollers, car seats, maternity clothes, everything. And I was excited about this new phase in my life. In fact, we were so sure that we were finished having children that we scheduled a vasectomy so that we could make sure that it was just final and done. To me, that was the end. Well, about three days before that was about to happen, 
we happened to take our boys up to our favorite lake and there was a beautiful trail all the way around the lake. And um, my husband and I, we were holding hands and we were just enjoying this beautiful fall day when all of a sudden all three of our children ran right in front of us. They were just running and laughing. And right behind that third child was another little boy, a two-year-old blonde, beautiful little boy laughing, trying to catch up with his brothers. And I thought to myself, in that moment, that is my child. That is my child. I knew without a doubt that he was to come to our family. And I turned to my husband, I said, did you see him? And he said, see who? And I explained to him what I had just saw, what I felt in my heart with no doubt that this child was supposed to come to our family. Well, I'll tell you, Julie, within three weeks, I was pregnant. That child did come. And this toehead that I'd imagined was not a toehead when he was born. He had black curly hair. And I instantly fell in love. And in the back of my mind, I thought, wow, maybe that wasn't the child I saw. Maybe he was blonde. And it was really strange to me. And I don't know what significance this had. He was born on 7-11 at 7-11. My birthday was on the 21st. My husband's birthday is on the 21st. We were married on the 21st. So this seems to be a pattern in our family. But 7-11 and 11 is a little, I want to hear from you. But anyway, when I saw this child, I had an instant connection. And he, was, he felt like an extension of me. And I thought this child is just beloved. And he has since been the favorite of all the family. All the brothers just adore him. He's just a treasure. And the beautiful thing is when we took our children back and we go often, but he was two years old at the time, same thing. We were run, walking on the boardwalk and I see these little children and he turned out to be that beautiful blonde little boy. His hair had changed color. His laughter was exactly what I'd heard. And it was a total testament to me that he knew that he was, you know, he wasn't going to come to us if we didn't allow that. So he came in that visitation, I call it, to prompt me to think twice. And so that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. He's now, like I mentioned, ready to graduate high school. And we are so close. He can talk to me about anything. And it's been a beautiful thing to watch happen. So that's angel story number one. So I want to hear really quickly if you have anything to say about 7 and 11. Well, it's so fascinating because you don't know, and the audience doesn't know this, but I have this link, right, to Calendly. And when somebody writes in an angel story, I have my team check it out. And if they approve it, they will send you the link and then you can go over and book it. And often I don't hear your angel stories until the day that you're saying them. Would you believe the one that I just recorded before this was the exact same story about numbers and children coming through? And as you were talking, what happened was, and it was interesting that you decided now to reach out, like you said at the beginning, and share your story now because the angels are surrounding you and I, even though we're via distance, and they just whispered in my ear as you were speaking, there are people listening to the podcast right now that are worried about having children. 
Some are worried because they're pregnant and they're having children during COVID-19. Some are worried because they're trying to get pregnant and it's not happening. And some are worried because they have gone through the recent loss or miscarriage and they're grieving that loss. It doesn't matter which category you fall into. You're listening today because the angels just said, this is your sign that they are working on your behalf. They are with you, standing with you in the future as you're listening to this right now. And I can see them next to each of you, hugging you, giving you the love and encouragement that you need. And if you're listening to this right now and you know somebody who's going through something similar who needs this message, please share it with them because something happens when we awaken and we start to listen to that voice within us, our heart-centered voice, and we recognize it as the voice of God, right? That is talking through us to us in this lifetime. And we have to listen to it. Following that voice is us following God's will in our life. What's interesting too is what's the significance of the child's name, your fourth child? So his name is Matthew Hayden. And we chose Matt. He goes by Hayden. He goes by his second name because we were friends with a family of four boys, and I happen to love this Hayden. His name Matthew comes from a, a nephew that I used to babysit when I was really little, and he was so calm and so dear and so sweet. You know, you were mentioning about children who are in heaven and they're looking down and we think that we have this whole life to plan for ourselves and we're going to choose when we have our children and that's going to be perfect in our world. But you know, Julie, I really believe that they choose who they come to and they know your path in the moment. And it wasn't right for me to have him right after my other children. It was right for him because he knew that when all of my children had left home, I would be in a place where I needed one more child, that I would have been so lonely, so uh, empty quickly, right? Because my three children were born very close together, and then I had this gap. Well, I think that if they would have all left one after another after another, I would have stood there with my hands up going, now who do I nurture? Now what do I do? And it's been such a gift to just be able to have him kind of almost as an only child and be able to just savor every moment. It's almost like reliving the past with my other sons, slowly with this child where everything is intentional and everything just feels like it's on hold and I can just love it. And that's where I think God gave me the gift. Oh, I love that. I love that because that's what it's all about is learning our souls learning to slow down and just enjoy and savor everything that this life truly is. Um, I love that so much. So talk to us about your other angel story. So this one is a little different. You know, typically when I think of angel stories, I think these are people that I know in my life or I knew in my life. Well, this one is about someone I never met and had no connection with whatsoever. And so this is how this one goes. I happened to be 
in the same neighborhood or go to the same church as this one woman. Well, her social status is way beyond mine. I mean, she's the daughter of a really well-known billionaire in this country and philanthropist and um, we just don't run in the same circles, but I've always admired her family and what they do. And so one day I learned that she had a younger sister who had seven, suddenly passed. Um, she'd had a drug overdose and she'd had a drug problem for quite some time. And it came as a huge shock, not only to her, but the community and the family. I mean, they were, they're very well known. And the sad thing was I learned that she had left behind eight young children the oldest was maybe 14. So um, really just super tragic and I felt so bad. And I, I'd been kind of thinking about her and ruminating and wondering, you know, what must she be going through and how, what will happen to those eight children? So it was kind of weighing on my mind for some reason. Well, it was just a couple of weeks after she passed that I was in kind of one of these um, just thoughtful moments and this woman appeared to me and she seemed to just be hovering right over me. I could see her very clearly. But at the moment, you know, I never, I've had a lot of experiences with angels and people from the other side, and it never frightens me. I feel really comforted and I feel really in the moment. And she was the same. She didn't state what her name was, but I knew who she was. No relationship, like I said, to her. But in my mind, she was in her 40s. She had shoulder length blonde hair, really platinum blonde she had really big lips to me. I remember big lips and um, really she was super, super thin. And I thought to myself, almost maybe anorexic. And she was just a presence. She was really strong. And she came to me and she delivered a message to me that was so direct. And it was as if everything came to me in an instant. I don't think it took more than maybe 10 seconds to relay this message that it took me a long time to really process, right? And I thought to myself in the moment, okay, I'm gonna remember every word. I knew who she was. I wasn't sure why she was coming to me, but I knew that I had to share this message with her sister that, that I, I had a connection with. And when she left, I mean, her, her words were really precise. They were directed towards her oldest daughters and what should happen to her daughters and what she wanted for them. And it seemed completely articulate and I felt completely at peace in the moment. Once she left, I felt such awe and I felt such, I almost started shaking. And I thought to myself, what do I do with this information? There's no way I'm gonna call her sister. There is no way she'll believe me. There's no way she's gonna say, you know, how come you're so special that my sister would come to you and not to me? And with these details, right? So I went throughout the day and I just couldn't get it off my mind. And I thought, well, maybe if I write it down, every time I thought about it, it came back so crystal clear in sequence, everything that she said. And it was like somebody had written it in my heart and I had just, I was reading it word by word. Well, I finally came to the point where I just couldn't, I couldn't stop shaking and I couldn't stop being emotional about it. And I thought, what do I do? So I went into my closet, I took my phone and I thought, well, this is the moment. I'm gonna just, it's just something I have to do to get off my chest. So I nervously dialed her number. Immediately she picked up. She happened to be at the grocery store. I said, Christina, this is Anitra, and I have a message for you from your sister. Huge pause. And I thought, she's gonna hang up on me. Something is not right here. 
And she dropped her groceries. She said, I'm running to the car. Just hold on with me. She got in there and she started sobbing. And I said, no, 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 just, I just have to tell you this message. I don't know what it means. I don't know anything about your sister, but let me just start by saying, this is what I saw. Can you just verify before I share with you that this was who I think it was? And I described her, her short blonde hair, her plump lips, and her really thin, thin appearance. And she said, that is spot on. Right before she died, she cut her hair, shoulder length. It used to be super long. She had an eating disorder. And so that's why she was so thin. And she loved wearing red lipstick. She was always very, that was, that was her. She knew the instant I explained to her that she had a message. And it was so comforting to me because I thought, this is not crazy. Like I somehow I'm playing a role in this conversation. And so I told her exactly word for word what she wanted me to share. And she was, she just was felt such relief. She was just sobbing. And she said, you know, Anitra, today I had a conversation with my father and he was saying, I just wish I knew that she was okay. I just wish I knew something that she was happy, that she was safe, that she was okay. And that afternoon they were going to go out and choose her headstone for her grave. And she said, you have no idea how happy he's going to be to hear these words and that that came directly from her. And so I feel that, you know, after that, the, the miracle that happened was that she and I were able to, you know, work together in different church callings. We got to be good friends as her daughters grew up and had babies. I was able to serve her and just have a connection we would never have had otherwise. And I felt like she was just a really special influence in my life. And I felt like maybe her sister saw that and that I needed her sister in a way that I never would have approached her before. So I thought that was a really beautiful example of how we don't even have to be connected to people to really hear their voice. We just have to be open and mindful about certain situations and be willing to pass that information along to comfort other people. Yeah. And there's so much. Um, I love this time with you because what the angels are showing me is that through you and through your stories, they are trying to get very clear messages out to everyone who's listening. And a couple of the things that you said, they had me take notes on so that people can understand what those messages are. When you had this presence come to you and then, you know, your egoic mind says, oh no, that can't be real or I can't do that. I can't make that phone call to share this information. What happens a lot of times is that the presence and the energy stays with you. It weighs on you until you deliver the message. Did you find that, that that presence stayed with you? I know that you said it was on your mind. Uh, a lot of times people will feel that presence with them all day until they deliver the message for somebody and then that presence releases and you don't feel it anymore because you did what you were asked to do. That's exactly what happened. And I'll tell you one other thing that I feel every time this happens is complete exhaustion when it's over. I feel like 
you have these experiences, they're literally, I think, in your body that it's your energy kind of connecting with their energy. And like you said, you pass that along. But then once you've kind of done what you're supposed to do, whether that's writing it down, whether that's sharing it with someone, I've always written them down because I don't want to forget. And I feel like they're a legacy for my family and for my children. But I remember vividly in her case, it was such an emotional release to have that given to her sister that as soon as I gave it up, I had to lay down. I slept for two or three hours. I was exhausted. And I have found that that's kind of the normal for me. Um, I kind of get this really high and it's really high vibration, I guess you would call it, where I feel like I'm just at the top of my game. I feel really articulate and very in tune. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as that's over, it's like my body and my mind just need to just relax and yeah let's walk through that a little bit because when you have had these experiences of delivering these messages what is your egoic mind saying to you what is kind of the internal battle within you because i had this at the beginning where i would be out and about and spirit would be like okay you know um this is that person's husband and she's sitting here all alone and you have to deliver this message, you know, just out shopping or doing different things. And I'd be like, in my egoic mind, I don't, I can't, you know, I can't do this right now. Or what if she isn't open to the message and that's going to make me feel bad. And there was this struggle right back and forth with the egoic mind of do I don't I do I don't I bring through the message and I believe that that is the exhausting part right is Mm. that struggle back and forth with the egoic mind because once you release that and once you learn that spirit oh it's one 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 here numbers (laughs) once you learn that what that energy is how they communicate with you that you're truly hearing them you don't question it anymore you just say okay little egoic mind i see that you're upset i see that you don't want to do this i see that you're pouting right but this isn't about us this isn't about you This is about that soul and just being the tool that God can work through. Yes, you're totally right. I feel, I I think the egoic mind only took place in that moment with that woman because I didn't know her, so I wasn't sure. But I should have known better because I've never had an instance where I have felt that egoic mind before. I feel like this is a gift I've been given. And that I need to share it. And so it's an extension of who I am at the core. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up though. And don't say I should have known because you shouldn't, you're just learning. Right. And so as we're just learning, spirit has to walk us through different experiences in order to teach us what we know. And, um, they were teaching you through that experience to trust yourself, to trust the energy, what you are feeling, hearing, seeing, getting a knowingness of. And they said, there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no beating yourself up because you were exactly where you needed to be. It's just knowing from here forward that you don't have to have that anxiety energy within you that 
you trust mm-hmm. more that it is just delivering God's messages because God's messages are always positive. They're always peace-filled. There's nothing negative to them. They're just love. And, uh, and that's how you know the difference between the ego and, and mm-hmm. that God energy that you're in alignment with. The other thing that really the angels want to share through you right now, Anitra, is that they show me you as this little girl. Did you have really long hair as a little girl too? It had long black hair. Yeah, because they can see you in church as a really little girl with your pretty dresses on. And they said, you are here on the podcast today because you have a very clear message to share with people that you can go to church your whole life. You can be going to church right now. You can have the deepest faith in God, in Jesus. And realize that these gifts aren't bad. These gifts aren't of anything negative. Uh, I prayed for six months and I put my gifts away for six months because I said, God, Jesus, if this isn't of you, I don't want it. Take it away. But when you feel that high vibrational feeling for yourself, it feels like being in church. And when you feel the holiness and you feel the divinity, that is high vibration. It is the highest vibration that is. It is your soul's true energy. And when you bring through those gifts and you have that connection with another person where their life is changed. Because you allowed yourself to be the tool that God works through, you realize just how much beauty there is in it, right? That it is just so powerful to put yourself aside and to let God work through you. And that people who say this is bad or this is of the devil or this is whatever, you know, it's not. It's of God. It is. And I still see myself as this little five-year-old girl. When I think of myself, it's not this 50-year-old woman. It's a five-year-old girl and the vulnerability that she has. and the. But I feel like the reason why I feel these things often or why I see people or experience these things is because I put myself in a very childlike state where I I try to be sensitive and I, and I just want to live really simply. I have a very uncomplicated life on purpose and I don't get, you know, I'm one of those people, I'm an empath. I am one of those people who, you know, doesn't prefer social media. I don't like to have pictures taken of myself. I am very kind of um, an, very introvert and very quiet and inside myself. It's a real challenge to get out and feel social and things like that. And I feel like being quiet inside myself is what's allowed me to listen and to be receptive to those messages that come. Mm, I love that. I love that, Anitra. You have another story to share with us too. I'm so excited. You know, this is, I, I don't know where this came from, but I've always been drawn to elderly people. I feel like they are just such a gift in our world. And I feel such a connection to older people. I feel like my whole life, I've kind of adopted these grandma types. And it's the strangest thing because for years, I've had one, you know, elderly woman in my life that's kind of a mother figure. Um, 
And it's perhaps because I'm not close to my own mother that I've kind of needed that motherly intention, that connection. And so I have found it in these elderly women who are wise and patient and loving and accepting. And I don't have to explain why I do things. They just love me anyway. <laughs> and that I can serve and kind of brighten their day. And it's been probably 25, 30 years that I've kind of had one after another after another. And the beauty is that once one passes, there is always one in the wings and she just presents herself. It's so magical how that happens. And it's almost like an evolution, like Oop, who's going to be next and who's going to be next, right? And so I watch out for those women and they're typically very intelligent. They've had really rich lives, um, but I don't know this about them really until I, I kind of uh, lean in. Well, when I was a young mother, I met this woman. I was probably in my early 20s. I had a couple of kids. Her name was Eldona, and she was in her late 80s. She was the classiest woman I've ever seen. She had this beautiful, long, white hair. She must have been a redhead in her, in her youth because people with red hair have the most pure white hair when they're older, and I know this, and she was always, you know, she always wanted me to brush it and it was just beautiful. She had this, she was blind. So she was blind for years before I met her. So she couldn't see me, but she loved to tell stories. She had these beautiful clothes, beautiful jewels. She prided herself on looking absolutely stunning, no matter if it was a Tuesday or if she was going to a wedding. She had such pride in the way she looked and the way she smelled. And so she lived with her son and his daughter. And one of the things that I remember most about her was that she loved yellow daffodils. Her yard was filled with yellow daffodils. And it's almost like she could feel that they were there. When the springtime would come, she would ask, how are my daffodils? And so I loved that. She, was, she had a very vibrant spirit about her. She could remember things and tell you stories about her childhood. And I felt like I was just right there with her. So we instantly developed a really good friendship. Um, every Sunday, I would go over there for two hours and just visit with her, help her get ready for church, put on her beautiful clothes, do her fingernails. And we just would laugh and we were such good friends. Well, oftentimes she would ask her family members Describe Anitra to me. Tell me what she looks like. I just want to imagine. And she would put her hands up to my face and try to, you know, touch my cheekbones or my eyebrows or try to imagine in her mind what I look like. She loved my long hair. They would always tell her, just imagine Snow White. She looks like Snow White. Her face is so white and her hair is so black. She always wears red lipstick. <laughs> and so that was a visual in her mind. That's what we always kind of joked about. And I went even as far as to dress up like Snow White on Halloween because she was the one who inspired me to do that. And everyone would just think Snow White. So one day, and this was four years, five years into the time that we had become friends, she had this little companion puppy that would sit on her lap and she just loved on him. And she was like the favorite little thing that she owned. Well, he tragically was run over. And so her, her son called me in total distress thinking, however, are we going to break the news to Eldona that her puppy has been killed? And immediately, as if it wasn't even a question, and I'm wondering if it was even a godsend because I happen to have a little puppy, totally different breed, but 
but felt just like her puppy. It was a little Maltese. And my children were little and they would not treat that dog well. She would fall down the stairs. They would not take care of her. She was not the favorite of the children, but I adored her. Her name was Soleil, which in French means sunshine. And she brought so much sunshine to me. I loved her because she was kind of my female ally in this world of boys that I lived in. <laughs> and I adored her. Well, I knew what I needed to do, and that was to give her my puppy because I just didn't want to see her suffer. So I packed up the puppy, brought it to the house, pretended as if her puppy was outside. Oh, it's so hot. Let's bring the puppy in. It was almost immediately that that puppy just knew that that was going to be her new home. She acted just like this puppy. And she brought so much comfort to Eldona. Until she died, she never knew that we had made the switch. She had no idea. And it was remarkable to see how this puppy took to her. And it was just a gift. It was just little things like that that were so special and that I knew that she would appreciate. So. You know, one day in the fall, I went to bed and I was awakened in the middle of the night by this dream. And I saw Eldona sitting on my bed and we were laughing. And the first thing that came out of my mind was, Eldona, why are you here? You can't see me. I don't have makeup on. I'm not dressed. That's so unfair. And she just laughed and she said, oh, there's my Snow White. And we laughed and we were just like reminiscing about all these things. And it was another one of those times where you've probably experienced this, Julie, where something comes to your mind in a flood of emotion or a flood of experiences, but they instantly came to me. And I remembered conversations we had or experiences that we shared or things that we were laughing at. And it was just this episode of complete laughter, just being little kids, you know, just being silly. And she looked so happy and she looked so vibrant. And I thought, oh, that was just such a great dream. And I immediately went back to sleep. And in the morning, my, my husband said, um, wow, you were laughing in your sleep. What was going on? Did you have a funny dream? And I thought, oh, I'm not going to recount it to him. It's going to just be so, it's going to take forever to tell him what happened. Well, I got ready. It happened to be a Sunday morning. I got dressed, headed over to Aldona's house. And as the door opened, I saw her son walk out the door tears in his eyes, complete distraught. And in seconds, I knew what had happened. I knew that she had come to see me and that she had passed that night. And that was her way of saying, thank you. And I love you and you're my friend. And without, I, I, I didn't feel any sorrow at that moment. It, there was no sorrow. It was complete joy. And I ran up to him and I just held him in my arms and let him sob. And I said to him, she came to see me last night. And I shared with him this experience that I'd had. And he just kind of collected himself and he said, Anitra, I'm not surprised that she did. She loved you like her own daughter. And all of a sudden, just this anxiety that he had, this uncertainty just dissolved into everything's going to be okay. I mean, it was just such a gift and it was such a gift. I mean, that she, it happened the night before I would come and help her get ready, right? It wasn't a Wednesday. It wasn't a Friday. It was a Saturday night hours before I would go and be able to share this experience with her son. 
And so that was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. You know, her little puppy, Soleil, died just weeks later. I want to think that she died of a broken heart. She was lonely. She loved her, her Eldona. And then the most wonderful thing is that whenever I see yellow daffodils, I remember Eldona and I feel like she's just saying hello. This is so crazy. And I don't think it's crazy. I think it's, it's a gift because I think, again, they're just tied to us. I feel like this needed to be told, this story. Julie, the morning that I emailed you to let you know that I wanted to share this story, we went up to the canyon. We were walking this beautiful trail. And on the side of the road were perfectly placed little daffodils. And I knew that that was Aldona saying, you did it. You did it. And it just was so exciting and encouraging to me. And I thought, this is what it's all about. You just kind of come full circle. And I am a believer that there are some things that are so personal that you just can't share. But then I listen to your podcast and I think, but there are things that you must share. And whether it's now or whether it's years later, it's been now 25 years since this happened. This was a way for me to validate and to give credit to the power that we have of feeling spiritual connections. And I hope it will just continue and continue. And usually it happens at the most inconvenient times, right? The middle of the night when you don't expect it or times when you're just full of other things in your mind. But I just had to share and I just wanted this was really the crowning glory one that I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, I think that's so fascinating too, because as you were saying that spirit was showing me your life plan, kind of taking your life plan and opening it and the experiences that you had with your mother and the experiences that you have had with these different mother figures in your life has all been structured the way that it has gone, because I can see over your right shoulder these souls and they're souls that haven't come into your life yet, but that are coming into your life. And they will be one by one, just as you have kind of worked with motherly figures one on one, but you will be there for other females who have not had that motherly energy that they needed because you learned from Adona and from others how to give that and how much that has filled your heart with what you needed here. And I can see that coming through in a couple of different ways. I feel like there's some church connections where you're going to meet younger women, but it also comes through watch for the soulmate of a couple of your boys who did not have that motherly energy that they needed because you give that to them. And that's part, you know, we have a whole bunch of small parts of our purpose that make a greater whole. Yeah. I can understand that. And, you know, I love that you brought that up because there is this little girl in my life. In fact, when we moved here Um, We lived here probably 10 years, never really talked to our neighbors. They were older. They were, you know, we thought they were kind of grumpy and we don't have very much in common. Well, they happened to have a daughter who was a drug addict, lived with them, and she had this baby. And this baby's name is Rooney. 
Rooney was born eight years ago. You know, she came into my life at a time where I needed a daughter. And she has been like a little daughter to me. We have such a close connection. And just the other day we were, you know, distancing. I was sitting on my patio and she was up the driveway and she said to me, Anitra, I hope you never move. And I said, why is that? I don't think I'll ever move. She said, I will miss you so much. <laughs> and I thought we have had these experiences, you know, crafting and baking. And she's just like my little girl that I never had. And, you know, girls at that age can be annoying. They can be, you know, bitty and, and they can, you know, just annoy people. But she has been such a light and such a gift. And I feel like in my life, she was given to me at that moment. Had I not moved here, had I not experienced just, you know, all of these boys, maybe I would never have reached out to her. Maybe I would have never appreciated. Um, but I remember, you know, when she was four years old, I was told this probably two months ago, when she was four, her grandfather said, Rooney came to us one day and she said, granddad, I want to start going to church. Out of the blue, like they're not religious people. And I thought to myself, you know, I think that she feels the the light and the joy and the, you know, living in, just doing things that make you happy. I think somehow that was the connection she made with church because I never talked about it to her ever, never invited her to church, never talked about things about church, um, never. But she, when I asked her, you know, why do you want to come to church? She said, I just want to feel closer to God. And I feel like this is kind of a mission is just helping her feel what God feels like. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. That is just beautiful. And, you know, the biggest message that I'm hearing from the angels today is know, like, you know, like, you know, that that voice within you is them speaking through is God, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side. They can't communicate with you in their voice. They communicate with you in your own intuition, your heart voice, that voice within you. And it really comes down to just learning the difference between your egoic mind and that voice within you. And if you need help with it, that's why I created the courses that I did. The angel communication course, if you just want to learn to communicate that um, or bring that through for yourself or the angel Reiki school where you can really learn how to develop that and bring that through for others. But it really starts with your everyday life and just listening and allowing that space and that stillness for them to to have that opening to connect with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a joy to watch it unfold because I feel like you just plant seeds along the way and you don't know how those seeds are ever going to grow. Yeah. And it could be years down the road and you look back and you say, wow, like God was really in the detail. Yeah. Yeah. And all in the timing, right? Like, I love your first story about your son because you weren't going in that direction, but you listened to the calling when you had it. And mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anitra, you are just a joy and a ray of light yourself. Thank you so much for being with us on the show today. Thank you, Julie. I just love what you're doing. I will just be a fan forever because... I've just been looking for an outlet like this, like-minded people who this really changes lives. I know it. When I hear it from other people, they, you know, encourage me as well. So I appreciate everything that you're doing. 
I love the story of your little girl. I just feel like you are a gift to her. And I think that there are people who come to us because they are supposed to be with us. And, and I love how you recognize her beauty and her, her, you know, her soul, I just feel is so connected to yours mm -hmm. and the way that you explain her. And I just, it's really touching to me. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Anitra. And keep in touch. If you've got other angel stories, which I know you will in the future, come back on the show, okay? Julie, I appreciate you. You too. You Take too. Care. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one -on -one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one -on -one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you.
Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere, they're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them, welcome them, take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, 
God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God. Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. 
for all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves. God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.